Hey everybody, you're listening to episode 36 of the Q&A podcast, or as some people are calling it, the Q&A baseball podcast. Yeah. My name is Anthony, sitting right next to me as always uh, is my pal DeQuincy. Hello people. And you guessed it, we're talking more baseball. Uh, just as we're about to move on to something else, baseball just pulls us right back in, man. I mean, uh, it's been st- still a busy off season. Mm-hmm. Um, this past week was, you know, no no, no exception. Yeah, I feel um, like this has been the busiest off season that we've seen in I want to say like three or four years, at least since I've been following baseball. Um, and again, it's the Padres, man. They are this week's uh, Dodgers and Marlins. Essentially, they made all that they were dealing and dealing a plenty. This they were the Brewers week. and Shakers. Yeah, uh, so there's you know a lot to talk about uh, based on these trades, uh, how, how the Padres are shaping up, uh, as well as a couple other deals that went down. Um, so why don't we why don't we jump right into it? All right, we'll start with the biggest trade of last week: uh, Padres <coughs> and Braves. The Padres received outfitter Justin Upton and right fielder Aaron Northcraft. The Braves got back left fielder Max Fried. What were we saying? Infielders Jace Peterson and Dustin Peterson, no relation, and outfielder Malik Smith. What M A L L E X. All right. Um, all right. All right. All right. <laughs> well, Fried uh, is a pitcher. Yeah, uh, left-handed. Yeah, and he was ranked pretty high in the system. Uh, not the top player, but he was also hurt most of last year. Yeah, Tommy John surgery. Yeah, so there's a lot of. Uh, a lot of promise with this guy um, until he got hurt, and it just shows you again that. Well, no, it begs to question: How is San Diego pulling these trades off without giving up their top starters or their top prospects? Because even though Fried is technically in the, their top ten, mm-hmm. he's still much underproven compared, or way underproven compared to their other prospects, and broken down. Yeah, and. That's all they're, they're giving him up over Austin Hedges, um, amongst others. Wow, you know some of the Padres guys. I'm stopping. I, I try to keep up with the prospects. I'm so proud of you. Um, do you want to keep going Dodgers side? I mean, that's the Braves. I'm sorry, I'm off today. Um, sure. I mean, they what, you know they they got rid of Upton and what 14 million this year. Yeah, which is you know huge for them uh, because like you you mentioned already, you know, they're clearly in rebuilding mode. Mm-hmm. Uh, for what, 2017? When that new stadium comes out in Cobb County. <laughs> That's what the Braves are playing for. Um, the <coughs> couple guys I got, uh, we're talking about Malik Smith. I mean, he's a speedy, basically defense and speed first outfielder. At worst, he'll be um, Billy Hamilton. Not as fast, but he's like guy. He's that guy. And uh, Jason Dustin Peterson, Two infielders with a little, a little pop, a little hit, but you know they're still young. I think one of them actually played. Yeah, Peterson, Jace Peterson, actually came up last year in the Braves organization. He got a cup of coffee, so he probably would be up. Ooh, I'm sorry. He got a cup of coffee with the Padres organization. He'll be up uh, probably with the with the Braves who him take over for second base. Yeah, they're still trying to figure that out ever since Ugla signed that contract uh, five years ago. They traded, they 
what did they kind of release Ugla? I can't. Yeah, I think they released. They released Ugla, and then they had Tommy LaStella mm-hmm. trading him to the Cubs, and now I believe um, Peterson is going to be playing there. As far as the other Peterson, I'm not. I don't know too much about him. He's a third baseman slash uh, left fielder, and that's all I really, really know about him. <laughs> He's an average runner, below average arm, so he doesn't have a huge defensive value. I'm. His bat will be what gets him to the league, and we'll see if that actually happens. But again, he probably is another two or three years away. And, and you know, again, Atlanta's in that position where they've got guys like um, you know BJ Upton in the outfield. If if you know, based on this guy's projections, if he were to be you know if he were to be play infield or outfield um, going forward, you know, they've got guys. In their outfield, like BJ Upton and Evan Gaddis, for the most part, that in a couple of years they could easily replace with this guy. Um, and they also, they also have guys like Chris Johnson at third base who they could easily replace in a couple of years as well. Um, so it'll be interesting. <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry about that. It'll be interesting to see um, how this guy pans out. Um, I mean, really, the up, like you said, the only upside is on, on the offensive side. And, uh, but really, I mean, how many how many times do we get that and we're kind of let down? <laughs> yeah, I, it's it's still always a crapshoot with these guys. It's the I don't understand the Braves how they're making moves like this where it, it's obviously big old red signs of you know rebuilding. But they gave Nick Nick Markakis four years and forty five million dollars. And yeah. my God, that's going to be a disaster upfield outfield. And he's already had. They just uh, I think they announced he just recently had neck surgery. Really? Yeah, I believe so. All right, I'll take your word for it. But anyway, that outfield defense is going to be a disaster. You got Gaddis who can't run, Upton's in center field, and Marquez out in right field who's getting slower by the by the year. It's like Upton better get on his dancing shoes because he's going to have to field everything. <laughs> and he's over thirty now too. Isn't he thirty one? I think so. Yeah. Bad, bad, bad. Um, let's go back to the Padres. Padres get. The big fish, Justin Upton, um, who, you know, I, I, I like it because he hit in Arizona. I mean, mm-hmm. that's a big ballpark as well. No? Chase Field's a hitter's park. It's the one hitter's park in the uh, NLS. Yeah, so, but he's proven that he can hit in, in a big field. Oh, it's not a, that's It's right. not so big. <laughs> it's not big. I thought it was for some no. reason. It always seemed like that center field was... Uh, was enormous and it, like drove hitters crazy. I feel like it's like Minute Maid Park where the center field is pretty big, but the power alleys are short. Oh, okay, I got you. Oh, okay, that's right. Okay, um, why well, he's still capable? I mean, he can still break you know hit twenty five home runs a year. Um, that's pretty much all he does. Really, he can hit uh, what two seventy five, two eighty, but. I feel like I know I said it before, and other people around the, in the in the game it says it feels like he has another level, mm-hmm. like an MVP year that he just has not reached yet. Gotcha. And how does he? He will be yeah twenty seven when the season starts. So maybe this is the year he takes that leap into. It's like him and Justin and not Justin. I'm sorry, him and J- Jason Hayward. I just felt like they had another level they could go to. They never reached it. Yeah. And we're hoping that, you know, that comes into fruition in their new landing spots. Hayward in St. Louis and Upton in San Diego. 
but we talked about this. San Diego where home runs go to die. So, But I feel like now, now mm-hmm. even though we've already kicked off with the Justin Upton deal, because it is the biggest deal of, of the trades we're going to look at, I feel like we should have talked about it last because now I have the question, as much as we talked about this and as good as he's been mm-hmm. all these years, looking at what the Padres have done this offseason, including the two deals we're going to talk about in a few minutes, is this the best off, the best lineup that Justin Upton has ever been a part of? If you really think about it, I mean, he's never hit with a guy like Matt Kemp, who has had an MVP MVP type season. Um, you know, he's potentially going to hit with Will Myers, who is you know was a one time phenom, you know, in the minors, uh, and he's going to hit with a couple of other guys that we'll mention as well. But it seems like this might be the best lineup he's ever he's ever had, which is crazy to say considering in San Diego you didn't you know <laughs> wouldn't have expected that coming in, you know at, coming out of 2014 out of the 2014 season. Well, let me go back to he came to the team 2013, didn't he? Yeah. All right. So let me look at that. You might be right because Since we had 2013. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, they were still banging their heads on the wall with Ugla. Mm-hmm. Um, Chris Johnson came in at third base and they were very skeptical about him but he wound up winning almost winning the batting title or not winning the batting title that year um, Gaddis came out of nowhere as a big surprise but still you know going into the season it wasn't expected he wasn't expected to be this that as, hit as well as he did um, and Freddie Freeman you know and Freddie Freeman is the, you know... Freddie Freeman in 2013 wasn't... <clears throat> let's see, Freddie Freeman, 290 um, average, 368 on base, on base percentage. Wow. Freddie Freeman hit 46 home runs. Hold Did on. No. no, that's his career, I believe. No, that's because this is split between two years. Sorry. Oh, okay. We're looking for 2013, correct? Yes. Sorry. It's me and Fangrass are fighting right now. I was like, wow, that was a lot. Yeah. As I said, then I have completely been misled. I've been lied to bamboozled. 319 average, 23 home runs, 109 RBIs, 2013. I'm Freeman. Let's see, you might be right looking at this. Only two guys who, like, only two guys who were 300 that year were Chris Johnson and Freddie Freeman. Over yeah. 300. Um,. Keep talking. I'm still looking. Wow. Yeah, yeah, I mean, this is this has the makings of a not a dominant lineup by any means, but still a young lineup that has some pop, you know, at their disposal. Um, even though they are, you know, again in that in that huge ballpark. But you gotta like the guys that they, you know, that they're surrounding themselves with. Um, okay, let's have a question for you. Right now, uh, streamer projection has him. Uh, Project to have a two fifty three bad average next year. Over under. Um, I'll, I'll say over. I think he he's capable of hitting two seventy. Uh, okay, home runs twenty three. Over under. Uh, I'm gonna say under just for the first year. Uh, that's if he stays <laughs> beyond one year. Um, you know, just because he's. 
going to have to make an adjustment, you know, get used mm-hmm. to the ballpark. It's not, I wouldn't expect him to, to go. I, you know, it would be great, but I, I wouldn't be uh, surprised if he, if he didn't, you know, top 23 home runs. Okay. How about you? What do you say? I would say over in the batting average, I would guess like 260, 265. And for the home runs, can't push. You got to pick it over or under. 23 sounds right, though. Yeah. Uh, I guess I'll go over by one. 24. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I really had to think about it. Uh, and you were right. This might be the best lineup he hits in. Because Goldschmidt wasn't hitting like that before, you know. He was not Goldsmith. Right. Yeah. Uh, when he was with Arizona. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see. I, I, I'm liking what San Diego's doing. Because they're, they're, they're bringing in a lot of guys and not really giving up a whole lot mm-hmm. you know, overall. So you want to, well, how, would you, how would you grade this deal? Um, for the Padres, I would give it a B plus. Because they get uh, another young superstar outfielder, and also myself, uh, Trey, that we're going to talk about later. And for the Braves, man, I give it a C because I really can't trust uh, Fried coming off of Tommy John surgery and the two the two Petersons. I don't have too much faith in the same thing with Smith. It seems like he's just going to be a speedy guy who may run to some hits. <clears throat> okay, you. I gave the Padres an A minus. Yeah, I mean they, like you said, they finally got a another. Well, they've got a super, a young superstar hitter, uh, or the you know makings of a young superstar hitter. I think pairing him with Kemp uh, is going to be a pretty, pretty nice little one-two punch. Um, and they didn't really have to give up a whole lot. And I gave the Braves a, a B minus because they got rid of fourteen million dollars off the books, um, and got a. Former, you know, top prospect who, you know, Tommy John is, even though it, you know, it still kind of gives us goosebumps, you know, thinking about it or kind of makes us uneasy, you know, it's still, it's becoming that procedure that these guys are just having and they, they're, they're able to bounce back. So you want to give the guy the benefit of the doubt that he might be able, you know, he should be able to bounce back and, and be a contributor sometime down the line in the next couple of years or so. Uh, and, and Max Friday, excuse me. All right, man. Uh, moving to the next trade. Yep. Between the Padres and the Oakland Athletics. Athletics again? Yeah. They are in the rebuild mode yeah. as well. Uh, the Padres received catcher slash first baseman Derek Norris. The A's are getting right-handers Jesse Hahn and RJ Alvarez. This is an interesting deal because I liked what Hahn did last year for the Padres, and I liked what Norris did last year for the A's. Um, and I gotta say, I think, and, and, and again, you know, with, you know, the acquisition of Norris um, is part of why I think, you know, it's, it's a better lineup, or the, probably the better, one of the better lineups Justin Upton's been a part of. Mm-hmm. Because he was hitting, for a while, you know, Norris was getting a, a, a Good chunk of playing time was hitting for a high average, and he kind of came back down, fell back down to earth, you know, as the season progressed, which is expected. You know, it, those adjustments happen. Um, but considering it wasn't, he was splitting time between two other catchers. He still managed double-digit home runs. He still managed almost sixty RBI uh, for a catcher is pretty good, and he's he's clearly a, a good contact hitter. 
because he he still you know finished the season with like a two seventy five or two seventy seven average. I think he might have been right at two seventy. Let me check. Oh, there it which indicates, you know, he makes good contact. He, you know, he's, uh, you know, obviously power probably isn't going to be there. Two seventy, two seventy, which is not bad for a catcher. That's pretty, pretty above average. It seems like mm-hmm. based on guys that I've seen. Um, but then again, I like what I think I like what the A's did more because Han was a really good pitcher for them, and he's going to a team that specializes in. Like putting together good pitching, so I don't know. Especially in that ballpark, and yeah. Oh, that close Coliseum, him and RJ, um, yeah, RJ Alvarez, who will be a guy out of the bullpen. Last year, ERA for Alvarez one point one three. Yeah, and he'll be twenty. Alvarez will be twenty three when the season starts. Han will be. 25 and what's the last guy? Norris will be 26 when the season starts. Wow, to get a, a catcher <coughs> 26 years old, that's a coup for the Padres. <laughs> and you know, finally, he's going to get a chance to, you know, to be a full time to so get 500 play appearances. Yeah, definitely. And he won't be sharing the spotlight with other guys or in sharing his position, but rather. Um, wow, Steamer isn't very um, high on him. Kevin batting two thirty four next year. Really? Yep. I don't know. It just it, it it just seemed like he was gonna you know he was uh, he was having a breakout season. Mm-hmm. Uh, he got a concussion, I think, at one point during the season. He was hit in the head uh, with a I think a bat. Uh, I think twice. He had it twice. <laughs> Uh, resulting in one concussion. I'm sorry, but two times is two times too many. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, but I think. I mean, I'm not going to expect a lot in the power department just because of that ballpark, like you said. Um, but I, I have a feeling he's going to he's and he's going to be in a good lineup as well. I think it's it's the probably one of the better lineups again that Justin Upton's been a part of, and I think it's a better lineup than the A's had last year. Really. No. Okay. No. I'll. I'll. Well, maybe not go that far. But it's close. It's close. It's like you're. You're. You'll bring yourself back from that. I just had to remember. Stop away. Just get away well, from that. Well, you know, it just it now it just seems like it's not that same line. Well, it's not well, the same line. Well, we we, we just talk about off season movements they 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 made <laughs> over the getting rid of Moss and Donaldson and whatnot. Yeah, yeah that kind of hurts. Um, you talk about Jesse Hahn. Um, he did really good with the Padres last year. Um, how many years have you been pitching? I don't even know. On, 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 on. Yeah, last year was rookie year. Let's see, seven and four ERA on three point zero seven. Whenever I think, I'm not sure you think the same way that I do. But I feel a little nervous whenever I see pitchers go from the NL to the AL, uh-huh. just because you don't have that automatic <coughs> pitcher out. Gotcha. So I can see his ERA bumping up to the three point five five range. Maybe he's a number. Uh, he's probably a number three on his team. He might automatically. Yeah, he probably, he probably will. Behind Gray and Gray, Casimir, Chavez, um, Pomerantz. Hmm. Well, he might be five just because he's the rookie of the team. 
Yeah, and Pomeranz is a guy that struggled when he was in the NL with, well, obviously it was Colorado, mm-hmm. so that's obviously almost an AL type yeah. with the pitcher. Yeah. Um, and he came to Oakland and he, he got it together and was having a pretty good year until he, he broke his hand. Um, wow, I didn't realize he pitched as well last year. 69 innings had ERA of 2.35. Yeah, I, I, I vividly remember that. He was, he was on my fantasy team until oh, he broke his head. It all comes to the fantasy <laughs> team, people. That's what it all revolves around. Well, hey, you know, it's, it's good good stuff because it, it forces us to do all this research. You, know, you so we can actually no one else in that team. Pretty much. Yeah. So we can talk about these guys. Um, but I think, you know, Han again is going into a situation that uh, is designed for pitchers. You know, they they clearly have a system that works. Uh, and look what they did with Casimir, who's 35 years old. I mean, he's he had a great season last year. And the year he had a pretty good season the year before. Um, wasn't the year before when he went to another team? Was he? Oh, okay. Well, then, then last year. But I could have sworn he was with Oakland uh, for two years. Um, Who knows? No, he was with the Indians two years ago. Okay. Last year, the first year with the Athletics. Um, but I, I like, I kind of like Oakland's, uh, what Oakland did better a little bit, just because, Han, and, and because Han is still young. It feels like this is the first thing that Oakland's done this all season that we actually like. Yeah. Uh, we have violently, <laughs> vehemently protested their other moves, such yeah. as trading away Josh Donaldson. What else did they do that really else? <laughs> you had a rant on something else they did. I'm looking it up, and now I can't remember. Oh, the Samarja trade. Yeah, where they got not much at all. Yeah. Marcus Semien to I think he'll be a short this year. But about it. So, great to trade. Um, I gave the Padres a B. Okay. They are, I mean, they're getting, they're, they're acquiring quality players, yeah. uh, quality young players that are major league ready. Um... And uh, <clears throat> we're definitely going to make an impact. And they're not giving up a whole lot. Well, it maybe except for maybe this case. And I gave the A's a B plus just because I like what Han did last year. You know, you know, like you said, going to the AL is scary for a pitcher, uh, especially if you're a young, unproven pitcher. But I think if you are going to if you are going to switch from the AL from the NL to the AL, then Oakland is one of the Few teams that you probably want to go to uh, to kick off your AL career, and I think he, he's going to be in a good spot. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, for me, the Padres I gave a B, and for the A's I gave him a B as well. Feels like it's just one of those trades that everybody's going to be happy with in yeah. the next couple of years. Um, <laughs> A's gets A gets a the A's get their fifth pitcher. They also get a guy to come out and be lights out in the bullpen. And the Padres get their catcher of the future. Everybody's happy. Everybody limbo. Everybody happy. Sounds good to me. All right, moving on to the next trade for the Padres. Padres traded with the Red Sox. The uh, San Diego will get third baseman Will Middlebrooks. The Sox will get catcher Ryan Hannigan, who the Padres just traded for like a week ago. Yeah. Yep. Wow. He was part of the uh, Rays National Padres trade. Just got him a week ago. We just talked about this guy. Um, go ahead, because I feel like you love you some Will Middlebrooks. No, I'm loving me some Padres, really. I think this is a good deal for the Padres. I mean, Middlebrooks, 
for a while, two years ago, was hitting pretty well. Or he was, you know, he brought some power. Uh, he struck, I guess, it was three sophomore. years ago, maybe. Was it three years? Yeah, 2012. 288 batting average, 15 home runs, 54 RBIs. 2013, he had 217, 17 home runs, 49 RBIs. So the power kept up. The you know, contact hitting went way down, uh, but I think he's he you know he can still turn it around, and he's in a pretty good lineup still. He's going to be in a good lineup again. Uh, and if you look at that 2013 team, that was a pretty bad team, anyways. That was and he was hurt a lot. No, 2013 was the one that won the World Series. Was it? So yeah. it was 2012 then. 2012. Oh, that's interesting. Well, he just he. 2013, that sophomore slump hit, and he just he was not the guy that they thought he was going to be. Uh, but I still like the deal because I, I don't know. I mean, I just want to point this out when we're talking about Will Middlebrooks. Here's his um, strikeout percentage 2012, 24.5, 2013, 26.2, 2014, 29.9. Wow. When you're striking out <laughs> a quarter of a time, that's a problem. Especially when you're not putting the ball, um, when you know your average of the ball and when you hit the ball in play isn't that high. Uh, last year, bad average of balls in play, two seventy three. I see. So when he hits the ball, he's fine. He just needs to hit the ball. He needs to make contact. I I just like pretty uh, most times. I like when a guy gets a fresh start, especially a young guy, mm-hmm. uh, as was the case with Myers. Um, you know, they clearly had their struggles in the past year. <laughs> In the past year, mm-hmm. striking out too much, uh, making mistakes that I guess only a handful of evaluators saw um, and weren't uh, were not taken by the hype that were surrounding a lot of these guys. Um, so, any you know, but again, any time a young guy uh, gets a fresh start, I, I feel I want to stay positive and feel confident. That they can regain the form that got them on the radar at least at, you know at the beginning. Got initially got into the majors. Yeah, if he hits two. Jeez, oh, every time I say it, I think of a, a bad average in my head for a player, I have to bring it down because of Pe- Petco Park. So my first thought was two eighty, and I'm like, oh, I got to bring that down to about two sixty five. Well, I like to think he's. If he can bring his average back up from 217 to 265 to 250 even, I think, would be sufficient. Oh, wow. He just, with the, with that, I just thought, with that bat, uh, batting average and that strikeout percentage, he is Matt Dominguez. <laughs> it's true. He strikes out a quarter of the time. True. But he lets it to some home runs. But sadly, Dominguez is hitting in a better ballpark. That's true. <laughs> um, but Will, Middlebrooks will be in a better lineup, and I think he'll benefit from that. I mm-hmm. think he'll get better pitches to see, or better pitches to hit. I mean, he can't do much worse. He'll be. <sighs> what am I talking about? They kept. They had Jericho hitting a buck sixty the entire year. Yeah. So. Um, and then for the Red Sox, I mean, they got a veteran catcher. One of the best pitch callers in the game. Yeah. Uh, pitch framing, and um, he does well throwing, uh, <coughs> catching base runners. I think they said in the last two years he's got 38% of base runners with only two throwing errors. So he might not have much there with the bat, 
but he'll be great defensively. And clearly, because of that fact, he had really no he had no room on that San Diego <laughs> roster because I mean, clearly they are in desperate need to upgrade that offense, and that's what they have set out to do. Uh, and Hannigan would be kind of just the same old story, I guess, or the kind of same same type of player that they you know threw out last year. Exactly, we would both agree. Um, so rate it, Trey. See real quick. Um, I'll give the Padres a. I'll give him a B minus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they got a young guy who's going to play every day. He's, he's going to play every day again. Uh, let's get a fresh start, better lineup, better pitches to hit. So potential. Um, it seems like he, he he can only go up, and he'll get better. I think he'll improve. Or bounce back this season, and the Red Sox. I'll give it. Um, I'll give it a B minus as well. Uh, Hannigan, I don't. He's not going to be their full time starter. No, because he's he's going to be. He'll probably just you know catch select pitchers or whatever. Um, but you know, based on the defensive statistics that you, you know, or those you know defensive uh, qualities that you brought up. Uh, it's it's a good deal for both, I think. You know, and, and the Red Sox are they're more suited for defensive guys, anyways. You know, because they do still have enough offense, but um, they also seem to 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 they also seem to be the team that will take a risk, uh, not filling a certain mm-hmm. spot, where the Padres clearly want to put every guy out there who could hit you know ten or more home runs. It seems like. Uh, I'm going to give, for the Pirates, I'm going to give this a C plus, just because I'm not that trusting of Will Middlebrooks. He hasn't proved in two years. Um, and like you said, going to Pepco Park, I'm not sure how great he'll be. I just don't have high expect, uh, expectations for him. Um, and for the Red Sox, I gave it a B. Um, they're a team that needs some defense more than offense. They get to have guys like um, Big Poppy, um uh, Okay, comes Big Poppy, Georgia, um, and with their two signings of Ramirez and Sandoval, they have the offense. They just need to get, you know, get better with that glove. Sure. Yeah. All right. One move to next. So the big rumor out there right now is that the Padres are looking to trade Will Myers to the Philadelphia Phillies for Cole Hamels. But didn't they just acquire Will Myers? <laughs> they just acquired Ryan Fennick, uh, Ryan Hannigan and sent his <laughs> ass out the door. So, no love lost here. Clearly. Um, uh, if I'm Philadelphia, I do <clears throat> backflips over the steel. I'd rather have Will Myers than Cole Hamels because at least you get a chance to rebuild with Myers. Definitely. And then you can trade away some of your old other aging outfielders like Marlon Bird. I feel like there's one other guy for getting out there. See if anybody wants to give up anything for uh, who's that one guy? The, guy uh, the one who was great two years ago and kind of sucked this year. For the for yeah, the Phillies. Like as well. This is sad. We're terrible. Let me check. But I think this is you know if this trade does go down. Um, the Padres have done enough, I think, where they can, you know, they can Dominic afford, Brown. Dominic, oh, yeah, God, his name for the life of me. <laughs> they can afford to make this move mm-hmm. because they've done enough offensively. It seems like um, 
They they have a surplus of outfielders. Mm. Oh yeah, do you want to go to outfielders for? The, they still have their starting outfield from last seat the last season. Yes. Okay. They added Justin Upton, Matt Kemp, Will Myers. They threw out Seth Smith, Carlos Quentin, Will Venable, and Cameron Maven on that team. Yeah. They have seven outfielders over three spots. And let me remind you, no DH. And really, none of the none of the guys that they acquire should be playing center field. That's true. Uh, but the maybe, best, yes, Maven is their best center fielder, and he's on the bench for now. Uh, but I think if you trade Myers, you get a you know one of the best pitchers in baseball. Yeah, Hamels definitely becomes your ace. Which the makes that rotation pretty pretty solid if you think with with Tyson Ross and Andrew Kashner following. You know, considering they had pretty good years last year. These are starting pitching right now. Ian Kennedy, Andrew Kashner, Tyson Ross, Brandon Merrow, and one guy whose name I'm not going to try to pronounce. Aldrisimer Despagne. Congratulations. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, they did sign Brandon Morrow, who, when healthy, can be an effective pitcher. <laughs> we say that about a lot of pitchers. When healthy, he's very effective. Yeah, it's one of those what-ifs. But uh, he pitched in the NL East in the, NL East the past couple of years with the – the Blue Jays, Jays. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he pitched pretty well. So I think there's an indication that you know that's an indication that he, <coughs> you know, he would thrive in, uh, again in the in, a, in, a, in the NL West. Mm-hmm. So, which um, as a fan of neither team, yeah. what would you think of the trade if that was actually come to pass? I don't think that would be like the entire trade, but oh, yeah, it, it'll, it'll definitely you know have to move some other parts mm-hmm. around. Cole Hamels does have a new trade clause, but the Padres aren't on it. And also, I've, um, I was on uh, MLB trade room or trade rumors, and they're talking about how in the team shop right now they're selling Justin Upton and Matt Kemp uh, jerseys, but not Will Myers. Ah, uh, something going on. Oh, something's a brewing. Dum dum dum. <laughs> um. As a fan of neither team, I would, I, I, I like this potential deal. Um, it feels like a deal that makes sense for both sides. Yeah, it would be a homecoming for, for Hamels. Um, he's, believe it or not, going to a better team, it seems like, in San Diego. Mm-hmm. And he's in a not well, – I, I won't make that mistake because before we started recording – I made the mistake saying that this is actually a winnable division for San Diego. It's not a winnable division, but they're, they're they've built a team that that second wild card is right there. Absolutely, and I think you know he's that means he's he's going to a potential playoff contender more so than than Billy at this time. And Myers stays in the East Coast or the East. Well, no, it's technically the East Coast, uh, but going Northeast is mm. you know from whatever. And goes to a better ballpark for him. You know, we keep talking about Petco being that, you know, that monster that it is for hitters. Mm-hmm. And so he goes to a better ballpark, which gives him a chance to regain his form as that guy that, you know, everybody was expecting to, you know, was hoping would uh, bring some of that 30 plus home run power, you know, potential to his team, to the big leagues. Uh, those are the players we can comment on. So another question. 
because I've seen this come up. In fact, this was written on the um, Houston Chronicle, I believe, last week about how the way that the Padres are rebuilding is completely a 180 from how the Astros have done it. Um, which way do you think is a better way? To rebuild through the draft for Astros done for four years going on now? Um, or how the Padres just went up and over a course of a week and a half and completely rebuilt their team? That's t- it's a tough call because the Padres did not give up a lot mm-hmm. in total. But I'll still go with the home team, not just for the homer factor, but just because it's it's a, it seems like a smarter way to do things because you're growing your own talent. You know, you're not getting the remnants of of past greatness, I guess. You know, with your Kemp's and your Uptons and whatnot. Even though there's potential to have to you know regain those for them to regain their past forms, mm-hmm. but. You know, you have a chance to to cement your own legacy by by homegrowing your own talent and watching these guys develop uh, and proving that you know you can you can start from the ground up and put you know produce a winner. That's true. I think the fans would be more interested if you did it the way the Padres did. Yeah, well, of course, I guarantee their their <laughs> their team store is selling them jerseys like hotcakes, like hotcakes, Jimmy. But I agree with you. I just think that doing it through the draft, the way the Astros have done, will bring more long-term success. Because Upton could be gone in a year. Yep. You're paying a lot of money to Kemp to be a superstar. And Kemp's hips could be gone in a year. He has a... Then the, they did a test, the... Uh, what do they call it? When you get drafted. I mean, when you get traded. Physical? Yeah, the physical and his <laughs> almost said arcade. His hip has arthritis, and the Padres took him anyway. Um, and a lot, of, like we mentioned, Mill Will Middlebrooks could be damn near nothing now. Yep. Uh, who else? I mean, Norris. Norris, I'm fine with. I, I have faith in him, but it's like. There's a lot of hit and miss, and I'll admit there's a lot of hit and miss in the draft, too. But it feels like doing that way is safer, and it's a less strain on your budget. Yeah, of course, definitely. How would you like to feel, how would you feel paying Mac $25 million a year for the next five years if he's a bust? <laughs> if he's, you throw him out there, he can't play right field, and he's hitting two twenty-five. You feel some type of way about that, wouldn't you? Uh, if you if you didn't already have Gray Harry going into uh, the start of that deal, uh, you certainly have quite a few pounding up all over. Yeah. Um, any other kind of baseball related news um, involving Padres or just in general? Just in general. Oh, um, we had like I guess one small deal ish. What? Uh, Marlins uh, dealt Garrett Jones and Nathan Eovaldi. To the, oh, to the Yankees. I didn't write that now. For Martin Prado and David Phelps. Uh, I like the deal for the Yankees, actually. I have no thoughts on this deal because I did not write it down. Was I got to read it again. Um, you know, you have all these uh, power pitchers. They could definitely use some, and he's a young power pitcher. Most importantly, on the aging. Um, 
AARP roster is the yeah. Yankees. Um, the Yankees traded a aging guy for another aging guy in Prado and Jones. Gary mm-hmm. Jones? Yeah. He's still in the league? <laughs> right? <clears throat> That's how I felt when I saw that Troy Hawkins wanted to play in that year. I was like, he's still pitching? 20 years strong, I think. Wow. Good for the Hawk. Um, <laughs> and uh, Miami got some bullpen help. I kind of, I kind of would like to see Evaldi stay with that Miami rotation, but I understand mm-hmm. because when Fernandez gets back, they'll they'll have you know six starters, say, well seven I think with Cozart as well, um, with because you'll have a, a rotation of Cozart, Henderson, Alvarez, Latos. Um, Dan Heron, if he doesn't retire. If, yeah. and That's his name now, Dan Heron, if he doesn't retire. Right. Uh, and, and, you know, Fernandez when he gets back. Uh, so, you know, all the, apparently was the odd man out, I guess. Trust me, as a man who's watched many Astros games and many Astros seasons derailed by people, by pitching and getting hurt, there's no such thing as too much starting pitching. <laughs> That I, I I like the deal more for the Yankees. I think um, I'm gonna roll with it. It seems when by getting Prado, you know, looks like the Marlins, you know, found their, their third baseman. I guess full time, at least for this year, because they're they're again they're they're a team that seems like they're almost going all in. Who the Marlins? Oh, they should. I mean, there's another team that can reach up for the wild card because their division is. Crap! It's just <laughs> them and the Nationals now. Everybody else is rebuilding, pretty much. So that's cool. You know, um, an interesting deal. I think. I think that both sides are benefiting. So bees all around. Bees all around. Sure. All right. Sorry. Uh, what do you think of the rumors that James Shields is looking for five years, one hundred and ten million dollars? I think it's sickening that he's looking for five years, and that well, not that he's looking. Five years that a team will give him five years uh, because he's going to be thir- he's already thirty three so he's got maybe two good years left maybe not even that long because he was kind of breaking down at the end of last year <coughs> he throws so many pitches he throws so many innings it's he's a workhorse but every you know horse is, every horse has to be taken out in the back. He has pitched over 200 innings since 2007. Wow. Last four years, 249, 227, 228, and 227. And that's just the regular season. That doesn't count playoffs. Yeah. And he pitched quite a bit in the playoffs this past year. Yes, he did. Um, yeah, you know... Guys already in their 30s getting long-term deals like that, it's just, I mean, obviously you want to get the guy, and you're obviously looking to win now, but, man, that's a steep cost. That's a steep price to pay. Mm-hmm. Because in two years' time, it's probably not going to, you're probably not going to get the same return on your investment, if history is any indication. Agree. That's wow, That's a lot of pitching. Next year, projection, projection has him you know, looking at the record because we don't know what team he's going to be on, but an ERA of 3.62, which would be his highest ERA in five years since 2010. 
Yeah. And here's the thing to consider as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he'd be at a, a, a disadvantage if he went to the National League, believe it or not. Because he is 33, but you think, oh, he's going to, you know, he's not facing the DH anymore. But at age 33, he's going to have to do work for the first time in quite a while. First um, time ever. He's yeah. He's pitched in the American League his entire career. You know, he'll have to he'll have to start batting. And I mean, for a guy already you know, near his mid thirties, that's that's no easy task at hand. Uh, especially when you're trying to focus on on being the best pitcher that money has bought. <laughs> well tech, I think this year the best the best money he's bought so far is Lester because he's the only one that signed. Right. But the clock is ticking, guys. Yeah, we're, we're, yeah. We want to move on to other stuff to talk about. Yes, yeah, so we very much so. so put your shirts and, and shields. Shields. Are. Let's go. Let's get this over with. Yeah. They're going to sign tomorrow like five minutes after I put this podcast oh, on. Watch. It's always ridiculous. But uh, I'm still excited. It, it just uh, it's got me excited for the start of 2015 already, or for the 2015 season already. So. Good job, baseball. You you kept you kept me interested. Hundred and six days the opening day. Can't get here soon enough. Let's see, all right, that's enough for our baseball tonight. Yeah. Um, what's we what's coming up next? I feel like we have production meetings while we're on the air with the people, so they can hear what we're thinking. Uh, I think we definitely need to start looking towards football playoffs. <laughs> Season's winding down. Um. Playoffs start in what, two weeks. Mm-hmm. But we'll, we have our last quarter quarterly review. We'll probably record that next Sunday. Sure. See how our predictions are paying, are you know playing out for the teams at least. You know because yes. the awards have not been and won't be given out for a while. So we can predict the awards. Sure. Yeah, we go back and see how our predictions were, which are god awful, and yeah. pick who we think going to win the Super Bowl stuff like that. Um, we're gonna do one for Christmas. I think so. If we can find time, we should be able to. One for the new year? Uh, yeah, I guess so. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that, that could work. I got some ideas for that one. Okay. Oh, we going, where are we going for the new year party? Where are we going? That's up in the air. Steve, Steve Rob's house is always there. Yeah. Um, I do nothing producer. Um, we got to do a basketball podcast. Yeah, like, yeah. I actually watched some of the game on Saturday. Wow! Not been keeping up with the Rockets too much. Uh, I just want to rail against the Knicks. Can I do that? Oh man, I just want to like shake my head at what the Mavericks have done. That's been that team is pretty solid. <laughs> All right, um, we can do basketball tomorrow. Okay, yeah. yeah, put that out. See what's going on. Got to hear the people. <laughs> well. Again, we always thank you for all of the support, tuning in. Thanks for tuning in. Um, thanks for downloading. Thanks for following us on Twitter. Twitter. That's right. Twitter. At 288 underscore. Um, you can find me on Twitter at ant underscore Garcia 288. I like how you ask like a question like you're not sure. Because I'm not sure. <laughs> I just joined Twitter. He's like... <laughs> I'm Ron. I'm Ron Burgundy at two eighty. I just want to make sure I'm uh, remembering my Twitter handle. Oh, good lord! And I'm at DQ three two seven. Although I might have to change that now that we are two eighty eight. 
Possibly. Possibly. Updated for the all of us. All right. Anything else? Good. We're good. All right. For Anthony, I'm DeQuincy. Later, babies.